You're listening to the Native Plants Healthy Planet Podcast, presented by Pinelands Nursery. Here are your hosts, Fran Chismar and Tom Knezic. have a winner welcome back to the year-end wrap-up edition of the buzz brought to you by the native plants healthy planet podcast presented by pinelands nursery i am fran chismar and i'm tom knesic and yeah we're really excited about uh having a uh some new theme music here i'm really excited this is you you know it was uh well i guess we should say who the winner is yeah yeah. (laughs) everyone's heard it now we've been excited to share this because i really feel that this music really fits the buzz. Mm-hmm. Like I think yeah, it's, me too. It, it's, I, I, I feel it's a good fit. So our winner, uh, the name of the song is nightly suicide by RJ Comer. And that was submitted by our listener, uh, Deborah Rosenthal. Yeah. So, and RJ's her husband, her correct? husband. Correct. And you can find his music, uh, on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you stream music. He actually curates playlists on Pandora. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, was also a member of the band uh, Dancehall Pimps. Yeah. So yeah. if you like this music, they were kind enough to uh, give us the instrumental version of this. But if you like this music, please check RJ out on on any of those streaming devices or buy his music mm-hmm. and be yeah, supportive. We've, we've actually had a nice back and forth with Deborah. Uh, I think each of us because yeah. she was from Los Angeles originally, I think. Yeah, so and we've was, been talking about punk music. <laughs> and then I've been going back and forth because of my music tastes tend to be like that bluegrass country, alt-country realm, and um, and that's what RJ kind of is right now. Yeah, that Americana. And, uh, yeah. So we were going back and forth, and then his band, the Dancehall Pimps, I played it for my wife and I, and uh, and it instantly reminded us of another band that was kind of like a guilty pleasure band for us called uh, Here Come the Mummies, which yeah. is a like brass, bluesy... Um, I guess Halloween centric, <laughs> which I'm not a big Halloween fan, but I think I like the the groove they have with their their music. But. No, definitely, it, it all fits that. So, uh, we went with a you know what was kind of nice was Deborah actually submitted music, but then allowed us to go through all of RJ's music and pick out what we wanted. So we actually mm-hmm. went a little darker, obviously with Nightly Suicide, but I thought the guitar buzz at the beginning reminded me of a bee buzzing almost yeah, and yeah. that's that's why i kind of liked it but it gives the buzz a new distinct uh feel and sound and we're extremely grateful a prize pack is on its way you may already have it uh with all kinds of goodies and we want to thank uh give a big thank you to everyone that submitted music uh and we will be having another contest when we start with the round table mm-hmm. we're going to hold this contest again because we want to make sure that that has a distinct feel to it also yeah. so yeah. that they all tie together so mm-hmm. All right, you ready to kick into this? I am. All right. It's hot. So do you have a pick? Uh, I have a, a, yeah, I have a pick, but it's it's a little uh. different. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you, want, do you want to go first or you want me to go I'll first? I'll let you go first. So I, I didn't have one, you know, and, and we've gotten our first snowfall of the year, and I'm like, oh, what's going to be hot? And we're kind of covered up for the season. And I just happened to look out my window, which is to the left of me, and there's a magnolia virginiana still in leaf uh, mm. right outside in the snow. And I was like, what a great, great pick that is. So uh, sweet bay magnolia, it's a facultative wet species found in acidic uh, wet soils uh, here in the northeast. 
it is semi-evergreen, but as it gets further north, it kind of drops its leaves, kind of mm-hmm. like morella uh, or bayberry. Um, but right now, that glossy green leaf is still showing uh, pretty strong by us, which is kind of unusual. It's typically defoliated by now yeah. for us mm-hmm. at, at this point, but it you still get that almost like a you know it's green, but it, it's kind of Christmassy right now. Mm-hmm. It's and it's get it gets a very nice uh fragrant flower in the summer it's a summer flower so yeah. you don't have to worry yeah. about the frost killing it off or anything with with other magnolias so that's my yeah, pick. that's a good pick for right now i so. thought so. yeah i thought so it was you know and it just as i was thinking i didn't have a pick i looked i was gazing out the window i was like oh there's one right in front of me so so yeah i don't, I don't have a plant pick Oh, okay. um, All right, that's fine. I think I've said it a couple times on here, but we're we're building a new website. That's been the bulk of my work uh, the last couple months. Um, I had a deadline set for originally it was December fifteenth, but basically, (laughs) I can't say if I can get it done by the end of the year, that's a win. And uh, that's like right around the corner. It is right around the corner. We're getting close. Really close. So, but I've been really had my head buried in it, and um. So then when I thought about plants, I'm like, man, I don't really know. I guess when I go the back way to my house, we have our – and I drive through the farm. Um, we have the, the eastern red cedars, but I think I might have used that before. I, yeah, I think remember. the last one. I think the <laughs> last one you used it, yeah. I, that's when I drive by them. But um, it's really what I – what came to my mind was uh, when I was at our other farm uh, last week, I think. When I was driving out, it was – in the evening, I probably not too far before sunset, which is only what four thirty-three yeah, now. That. By so the time I get like home from work, maybe four forty something like that. Yeah, and um, there's this big brownish white bird sitting on the ground just to the right of our our driveway there. Okay, and at first I thought it was like a snowy owl or something. It was very white, and um, and because the face was kind of flat and squashed in, like you yeah. you'd expect an owl's face to look. And I pulled out my my Merlin Bird ID app on my yeah. phone, and I just plugged. It was too. I pulled out my phone to take a picture, but flew away before I got a chance to take a picture. So I just okay. I got to remember what it looked like, and I typed in the colors and about the size. It was smaller than a goose, but bigger than a duck. <laughs> 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 Went through their their whole algorithm, and it gives you a list of birds. And the one on the list that I'm I'm an amateur bird identifier, oh, me but as well. um, the one on the list that looked really really close when i looked at the picture and remembered what i saw i was like oh that had to be it was a northern harrier which are wow. a, an endangered species really um, so yeah i i don't know if that's what i actually saw but that's what i think i saw that's and, really cool. uh that was pretty cool yeah it, i it, it looks somewhere in between an owl and a hawk which when you look up that that uh, that get. bird that's kind of what it looks i guess it's a species of hawk but it looks it has like a flatter face than wow. a lot of the other hawks, like the red-tailed hawks that you're more more commonly seeing. Wow. You, you um, know, with hawks, where we're at at the nursery, we have a lot of open farm field by us. It's mm-hmm. it's like a really big sky by – you know, that's one thing uh, my fiance notices because she lives further south near mm-hmm. – like just outside of Philadelphia in New Jersey, which it's a little more – Populate it here. She was like, I can't get over how big the sky is here. Yeah, you know, because it's yeah. a lot of open farm field. So there's a lot of area for for hawks and predators to kind of you, you see them perched along the trees, right along the farm mm-hmm. field down yep. here. But yeah. uh, that would make sense. That would be pretty awesome if that's. I hope that's what you saw. Yeah, I know. I've seen I've seen ospreys over there before. Uh, tons of red tail hawks. We have a, a 
couple different families of bald eagles that live in the area yeah. that we'll see over there I know quite Cooper's a bit. Cooper's hawk, I, I've seen. Yeah, you know. so I was, I when I first saw it, that's what I thought, but it was just so, and I the colorations. I guess the the northern harrier is usually a bit browner. This one was pretty white, but I've seen through doing more research, I've seen pictures where they were that whiter color. Okay, um, with a some brown, but not heavy brown that's pretty but. awesome i've actually been enjoying the the bird watching today because of the snow like just today mm-hmm. yep. you know uh male and female cardinal and dark-eyed junco and um white-throated sparrows like we've been seeing some really cool really cool uh birds today yeah so i've been enjoying that 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 should tell you how productive i've yeah, been at work yeah. not me I've, <laughs> I've been focused on the computer and not out the window <laughs> my my head has been in the last couple of days my head has been out the window mm-hmm. but uh that's a good pick. That's a, yeah. I think that's a really good pick. So uh, anyone that's interested in Magnolia Virginiana, Sweet Bay Magnolia, uh, look it up if you're not familiar with it. That's a good pick, and that's that's that. Yeah. That's hot. So we were kind of contemplating what to do for the buzz episode. We, we have a theme every time we do a buzz, and mm-hmm. we were trying to figure out what the theme should be this yeah. time. So We, we were, even talked about doing resolutions. Yeah. But then – I don't know. Resolutions always seem hollow to me because it's always those things that you say, oh, I'm going to do this, and then you forget about them, and then it's March, and you're like, oh, it's too late now. I'm- yeah, exactly. So we, but, we, we're like, how can we make yeah. it a little more meaningful and topical? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you actually came up with the idea for doing like a our top 10 episodes top 10 yeah, listen to yeah. episodes well, and we joked around about doing a clip show <laughs> yeah which, which, which we don't actually want to do a clip show no maybe at some point if we had a producer or an engineer we could do a clip show but. i started like messing around with clips a while ago yeah. to like do like a trailer and it mm-hmm. was it was much more entailed than i thought it would that yeah. would be because you were listening to every episode and mapping out yeah and yeah. and because we did a lot by phone we talk over each other a lot there's not enough gap mm-hmm. in talking to actually get a clean clip yeah, yeah i've yeah. noticed so it's just yeah if we can push that off a little bit I'd <laughs> la- <laughs> well, this so this kind of came from that joking around about doing a clip show we said well we've had this is episode 33 actually yeah 33. and um we so- just record it because of the holidays we just record it three back to back to back yeah. so we're we're losing track and we kind of flip-flopped the order so it's yeah so this is episode 33 and that's we'll a lot to more. choose from yeah so well, that's you're in the top third if you made this list yeah that's you know and it's the top couple haven't changed a whole lot that the, the top 10 over the last two months have really rotated some people yeah. got knocked yeah. out some some new ones came in but the top three haven't really changed much yeah. and, at and all. i guess we should say that this this list is basically totaled off of the total number of total listens. so since yeah. published date so it does skew towards some of the older episodes just because they've been out there longer yeah um as we picked up more listeners uh i know on our facebook group uh, the native plants healthy planet facebook group People are saying, "Hey, I started from the beginning, so I haven't caught up yet." Yeah, like <laughs> so. But, tell me if I this is going to be answered later in a later episode. But the number um, four episode has only been released in the last two months. Yeah. Like a couple of them have gained a lot of traction. Mm-hmm. It's it's really started to change as our audience has grown and the listenership has changed. Yeah. So, but, I I will say this: I think it will be interesting when we go back and do this at the end of next year. Yes. Yeah. Um, how it's changed. But one of the, epi- I wanted to share a funny story with you. So episode 34, which when you're listening to this, you haven't heard yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll give a little, uh, sneak peek. It's ducks unlimited. 
So at the end of the episode, Tom started laughing because we were like little kids learning about yeah, ducks. Yeah. And he was laughing, and I was like, what? And he goes, Agatha's about to learn way more about ducks than she ever wanted to, <laughs> wanted yeah. to know, and Agatha's my fiance. So last night, I shared that with her, and she started laughing, and we both started laughing, and then there was a pause, and she went, honey, what what did you learn about ducks that you would like to share with me? Yeah. <laughs> and at that and point- Three hours later. <laughs> she was just so gracious <laughs> that I left her off the hook. I just said nothing. I was like, you know what? It, it's okay. Because yeah. <laughs> she was, she like, we laughed and then there was a pause and then I think reality hit her like, oh, I should probably brace for this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I very, very nicely let her off the hook. But this weekend I'll- <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I'll, I'll drag it back in. So it was a it was a fascinating episode. Even though I like I said in that episode, I know a little bit about ducks. That what a wealth of information we were we were served yesterday. In a short period of time, yeah. like that was a lot of learning in in ninety minutes. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I'm still like I'm I'm hoping I retain half yes. of what we yeah, learned yesterday because that was that was awesome so you want to go through the, the top 10 we'll, yeah, we'll count backwards uh yes we'll start with right. the, our 10th most listened episode which okay. is actually episode number 11 yeah and that was meat pylons nursery which was about us yeah but, well it's, not, not it's so much the, about the us, self-indulgent about, yeah. the, the self-indulgent episode no it, it which it really wasn't yeah. i don't feel it was um but that was, you know, I'm I'm happy that made the top ten because that's who we are. That's mm-hmm. why we're here. Like we're fortunate enough that this podcast occurs during work hours. Yeah, like we we do this as part of our job. So, um, and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. So it's, but for those of you who haven't listened to that episode, uh, like I said, it's episode eleven. You can go back, and it's really we interviewed my parents, um, Don and Suzanne Knezik, who started this nursery thirty six years ago now. Yeah. And uh, goes through the very beginnings and how they weren't always they didn't start necessarily with native plants, but they quickly shifted to there and uh, have since then become one of the largest, if not the largest, yeah. uh, native plant producer on the East Coast. Um, and they specifically yeah. grow plants for restoration work. And, and we were native plants before native plants were fashionable, yeah. which was difficult. Um, you know, and I, I some of our listeners have said to us that they feel like they're the only ones in their community that are, mm-hmm. are native plant-minded. So imagine that's your business before a lot of it. You know, yeah. it seems like that circle has gotten larger, but that was a much, much smaller circle back then. And a lot of the conversations we've had with guests and, and some listeners and friends of ours on and off the air have, uh, they've even said that their work wasn't possible until uh, Pinelands Nursery started. Yeah. Um, once they had a source to get this, the native plant material, that's when they were able to really do that stuff. So, uh, in fact, my dad was just profiled, um, for one of like the top New Jersey conservationists, yeah, for his work, uh, and that's coming out, I think, sometime in January, yeah, or February. Yeah. But uh, which is awesome, and and we mentioned before, and we shared it in the uh, Native Plants Healthy Planet Facebook group. Pinelands Nursery was just featured on uh, as the cover story for Nursery Management Magazine, yep. which is an industry that to me that's one of the top two magazines yeah. oh, that yeah. and American Nurserymen mm-hmm. in our industry. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it was it was. It was very flattering, uh, and it's nice that that episode's in the top ten. Although it's very close to getting knocked out. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it, it is. It is. But it's very, holding on. It's it's holding on, but there's a couple right behind it that are yeah. that are gaining steam. So uh, number nine is you know I didn't write down the episode. Uh, is you're okay, Frank? Because I wrote them. Down. Oh, woo, <laughs> awesome. Uh, 
Meet uh, Southeastern Grasslands Initiative, Dr. Dwayne Estes. So, yeah, and that was episode number 20. So that's actually one of the newer ones. We're yeah. about like two-thirds of the way through, I guess. Yeah, so that one, you know, that one was a, a real learning episode for me with uh, how much – well, first of all, how passionate – that was the first time I'd ever talked to, to Dwayne, but mm-hmm. how passionate he is and, and how important prairies and, and meadows were to the, to the southeastern United States because yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's breaking that stereotype of what we think the southeastern United States is. So, mm-hmm. uh, man, that, that was a great episode for me. Yeah, and to me, it's one of the things from when I first met him four or five years ago um, – he, it, I didn't think about it. You see all these promos, and so buy a, uh, I think, like Lisa mattresses. You buy a Lisa mattress. Oh, we're gonna plant a tree. Yeah. Or you buy these this pair of sneakers. We're gonna plant a tree. And um, and I've actually dive, dove into a lot yeah. of those programs to see from a business opportunity. Well, where are they planting trees? Is it yeah. in North America? A lot of it was happening. I think in in Africa. There's some in Europe, some yeah. in Asia, and it's little tiny bitty seedlings, and they're just planting. They're there's actually companies that started that say, "Hey, we're going to plant a tree," and they promote their service to uh, whatever big corporation. Yeah. And then, so the corporation typically doesn't actually plant the tree. It's they just pay this other company to, to go do and it. that's doing it already, and so yeah. they get their credit. Yeah. Um, but what Dwayne points out is that's really kind of misguided, especially in the southeastern United States, because okay, we want to plant trees, but what if it wasn't trees? In yeah. a lot of cases, yeah. it wasn't trees, or the that dense forest that we we picture when we think back about uh, early colonization and, and pre-colonization. Well, maybe it wasn't actually a forest; it yeah. was actually a grassland. And they dove into the history of that area and find historical records and found that was actually the case. And it was some maybe a misinterpretation yeah. of words, and or even it was a lot of successional forests, yeah. like a lot yeah. of uh, different stages. So and. And I was nice to see just on social media he had posted that um, I think someone just contributed twenty five thousand wow. uh, dollars to to their cause. Mm-hmm. So he's he he has become very well at at getting people involved and, and getting yeah. money and to help support. Yeah, them. I can see why because he's a very inspirational speaker, and it's totally. hard to walk away from uh, just even just a conversation with him, but a presentation that he does, oh, not yeah. wanting to get out and start doing something. Yeah, he's very passionate. So. Uh, number eight is episode number 28. So this is only a couple episodes ago. Yeah. And that's uh, Meet Homegrown National Park, where we got to fulfill our dream of talking with Dr. Doug Tallamy. You know, um, when we talked about that at the beginning, I actually didn't think it would happen. I really didn't. I yeah, didn't I, think... I figured we could because I've met him before. I, we're familiar with each other. So yeah. um, I figured oh, if I send him an email, he'll at least entertain the thought of coming on. Yeah. But know... I, I was surprised, realistically. I was surprised how quickly he quickly. answered. I sent an email, and within an hour, he answered, yeah, sure, just let me know. That's <laughs> let awesome. me know when. You so. know, that one was a great episode for me. That's one of my favorites mm-hmm. because the biggest challenge for us, I felt I I had more pressure on, like, I felt more pressure from this one than I did any other ones mm-hmm. because Dr. Talamy has given so many talks and written so many books, and so many people have seen him and read him. I didn't want it to be the same episode that everyone knows, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. I was like, how can we make this one different? What kind of questions can we ask? And I, I think we've heard back from our listeners that you know, we got answers out of him that they never heard before, and they got you know, a side of it 
that it was like they were eavesdropping on our mm-hmm. com- like private yeah we really just wanted to have like a candid conversation it was yeah. just some people who are talking about native plants and birds and insects and inchworms and that mm-hmm. kind of thing and not have it be that um that uh can talk that he, yeah. he does give yeah. which is so good which is incorrect there's nothing wanna, wrong with that yeah but uh yeah we wanted to present something that maybe you hadn't heard from him yeah. before yeah and one of the things that we do behind the scenes and i think a, a lot of my inspiration when i when i'm writing questions was one of my favorite web series is is hot ones mm-hmm. and um yeah. I think you turned me on to that web series. Actually. Oh, I thought you turned me on. Oh, to it. okay. All right, <laughs> so, we're we're giving each yeah. other credit. So, you know, they were saying that before they have a guest on, there's three people that work on the show, and they each study everything they can. Like one person's in charge of social media, one person's in mm-hmm. charge of print, and one person's in charge of video, and they consume everything they can about the upcoming guest, and then they look at where the other interviewers failed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to to delve deeper on something that you know it's hard when you're in the moment sometimes someone reveals yeah. something oh, yeah. and you're focused on what's next mm-hmm. and and you don't elaborate as much but they try to take those moments like i had read the smithsonian article that dr talamy had done and he brought up predators and wolves and they kind of moved on you can tell the interview was done via email mm-hmm. so they didn't elaborate and i was like oh man that's that's something we need to to delve deeper on. Let's get him to talk about that. So it was it was kind of fun to mm-hmm. to go off topic with him and not yeah explore some other things. So I thought that was that was I I was really happy with the end result. Yeah, we were too. smiling when we finished mm-hmm. that finished that one. So uh, episode or top episode uh, seven, meet the Xerxes Society, um, and that was Kelly Gill. That was episode ten. 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 Um, that was one of my, you know, I know we're at the end, we're going to say what our favorites are, but that mm-hmm. was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, yeah. Just because we love Kelly and we work with Kelly all, and we know her. When we have guests, we don't know every guest. We know a lot of them, mm-hmm. but we don't personally know all of them. But this was one of the first ones where we we knew the guest well, and I think the energy was yeah, really there. Yeah, and that's there. where I think we felt like we really started to hit our stride. Yeah. We, we yeah. knew what we wanted the sound like. And that was one where we walked away and said, man, that that's sounded it. how we wanted that's it to what, sound. That's, that's what we envisioned. Yeah, yeah. That's what we we wanted to come out of. Oh, there was no, oh, I forgot to ask this. Or, oh, we really should have followed up on this a little more. That was yeah. one where, and since that point, I think we come away from it's most episodes saying, hey, this, that was that was the we, best one yet. We, that was really good. You know, and behind, we're, I, I guess we're, we're talking a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, during the intro, when Tom and I are doing our intro, we tell every guest beforehand, and some guests have listened, are listeners of the podcast, some mm-hmm. aren't, um, but we tell everyone, you don't have to wait until you're introduced. While we're talking, you know, you can be a part of it. Just chime in, you know. Yeah. She, Kelly was the first person to actually, we started having a conversation before that person mm-hmm. was introduced. And I know recently you've you've changed kind of. Yeah. Because we want that. We want it to be, we, we go into every another little behind the scenes fact is we have a list of of topics we want to cover yeah and um and when i email the the guest over the the questions that we have i say hey just so you know this is a conversation this is basically i'm calling you up to talk to you about a couple things these are the questions i'm thinking about 
but there might be things that pop up. Yeah. You might answer three of these questions. I say, oh, I'm not going to ask those <laughs> later because you kind of you touch them it. enough. If I need you to expound on something, I'll, I'll ask yeah. you to. And um, and we want it to, like we said numerous times already, we want it to be a conversation between friends and uh, and not that question response that you get a lot of times yeah. in, in interviews. So um, not like it's a press conference. We want it to be that yeah. conversation. And yeah. that was that's why I switched to saying in the beginning of the episode, oh, yeah, so, so we have this person on today. It so. takes the pressure off, and and they yeah. know, and they can just chime in, and it's and you're right. We want it to be more personal, uh, personable or personal, mm-hmm. more personal, like a private conversation. Yep. But it's we try to touch on topics that the person's passionate about as mm-hmm. well. So if we know something about the person, we'll make sure we bring it up, yeah. yep. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. ahead of time, just to 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 make it a little more relaxed or mm-hmm. or personal. Um, so the next one is, uh, is it yeah, my num- turn or your turn? No, number so, six on our list was yeah. episode thirteen, and that was uh, meet deer, native plants, part one. I I honestly, from my perspective, didn't see that episode getting as popular as it got, mm-hmm. and that was a listener requested. So yeah. uh, Michelle yeah. Backix, who's a cooperative extension agent for Rutgers, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember, I think it's Middlesex County, um, kind of suggested that Jay be a guest and I wasn't familiar with Jay or his work. Uh, but what an, that one was a very deep, thoughtful conversation and took us in a direction that I didn't think we would go. And I, I didn't know that it would be as popular as an yeah. episode. And I would say that just about every episode we've had, at least after that point, we've referenced this episode. episode yeah. We've, we've talked about that dear name plants because so many of these issues you Look at what Doug Talman talked about. You look at what um, the invasive uh, invasive uh, species strike team Clef, that yeah. just came out um, recently or last week. A lot of these problems hinge back to deer pressure. Yeah, and that there's supposed to be ten per square mile, and now there's a hundred well, in Burlington County where we are in New Jersey. There's 125 per square mile. Yeah, that's so twelve and a half times what they're supposed to be. It's a it's an animal rights issue. They're eating too much vegetation. Yeah. And it causes a lot of problems in that food web. And what was interesting for me is, and I don't know this 100% for sure, but I kind of felt that Dr. Kelly admitting that we needed to fix the deer problem was a philosophical Mm -hmm. uh, conundrum for him. You know, you could tell he's, I I don't even know if he's a meat eater, you know. I I don't remember. I don't remember. But you could tell philosophically it was tough for him to admit. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was on his own admission that, yeah. hey, we need to kind of control yeah. this issue. And I think, like, he really said it best when he said it's an animal rights issue. Yeah. Okay, we need to remove oh, and this this individual from the landscape, but removing that individual, that single deer opens it up for so many more yeah. insects and birds and plants and all these other things. We need to preserve. So yeah. by leaving that individual, we're, we're causing more problems. Yeah. So, so then, then, then that individual removing would, would create. So. Yeah. Um, number five would be Meet the Native Bee Inventory with Sam Drogi. That was an early episode, too. Yeah, that was number seven. seven. Yeah, so um, he's such a great guest. Yeah. It, it's, he's just such a unique person on his, on his own. Yeah. Um, I think I even told the story in the episode how I, went, I pulled up to uh, the Millersville Native Plants um, – uh, symposium or symposium, or I forget yeah, what it's conference. called. But uh, and this was this past, not this past summer, the summer before, summer of 2019. Yeah. 
and um and i pull up like this this old saturn and with with like stegosaurus spikes coming out the top and it's got chains <laughs> hanging off the back and i had to call my wife and like send her a picture and be like you got to see this thing this is it's like a work of art and uh and then i happened to see that same car at another conference and i was like oh man i can't believe that this was <laughs> this is here it was actually the ecological landscape alliance okay. conference down in uh in delaware that following january february march yeah. something like that and um I was like, oh, this person's here. They must really love native plants. Yeah. And as we were leaving, I was actually with uh, some of my friends, Daryl and Carrie from Sunset Farmstead yeah. on the other side of town. And as we were leaving, he pulled out and he got in the car and pulled around. <laughs> and I'm like, that's who it is. Now I, now I figured out who it was. And, and it made a lot of sense just yeah. from seeing his presentations. And uh, no, he's a really cool guy. And the work he's doing is is unprecedented. And what's funny, too, and on, on future episodes, so many of our guests have referenced the work that sam Mm -hmm. does um because it's you know especially and you'll all hear with the ducks unlimited one of the the things that ed uh farley mentioned was how much we don't know you know and that was one of the things sam kept saying we need to do this research to find out not just what we have but what we've lost Mm -hmm. because there's so much we don't know and it's you know that was the first eye-opener for me you know and it's it's funny how many people like behind the scenes not saying he's behind the scenes at all but very quietly so many of our guests look up to sam and the, the mm-hmm. work that he's yeah. doing so but then we had uh what was it? episode yeah episode number 27 came in fourth yeah and that was our friend claudia west and uh and meat planning in the post wild world that one's that one just keeps going up that's about to overtake the next two episodes yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty close that one that was the first episode for us that really exploded um mm-hmm. with yeah. lessons like that one people took notice it it just exploded well beyond our our wildest dreams i think mm-hmm. so um but it was a great episode and it was you know one of the things that we've talked about is or we don't i don't know if we necessarily even talk about it is behind the scenes it's hard for us we're presenting every every viewpoint when it comes to native plants, mm-hmm. you can't agree with every viewpoint. Yeah. Yeah. And I know like that one, Cloudy is is very well known and respected and has a viewpoint that a lot of people subscribe to, but it's not necessarily my viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but we wanted to, it's a very important viewpoint, I, I think. So we wanted to present it that way, that this is, and, and people really responded to that too. Just yeah. finding common ground, how all these things work together and how important they are as a piece of the pie mm-hmm. and i i've said it a whole bunch of times if that's if what cloudy is doing is going to get people into the door yeah then why would we stop that we it, don't have it, a big it, enough group right now yeah. to to turn anyone away no and if that's exactly if that's your your first step and that's what gets you in and and gets you thinking that way mm-hmm. that's a great step and and Looking at it, for me, I realized as we were preparing questions, and I think I mentioned in that episode, that there was no um, connector between ornamental hort and mm-hmm. and uh, ecological yeah. uh, nursery thinking or design, like ecological design and, and ornamental design. There were no linking factors. Mm-hmm. And and she, she very kindly says she didn't invent it, but she's really perfected it. Yeah. Uh, her and her partner, um, Tim Thomas, Ra- uh, Thomas Rainer. Rainer. Yeah. So, 
uh, they've really perfected it, and and they're bringing a lot of people on board, and they're really making that circle wider. So if you can start there, if that's your your jumping point, that's I love it. Yeah, I love it. You know, keep keep bringing people in. So um, number three is meet a new garden ethic uh, with uh, Benjamin Vogt. Yeah. So he was our first author that we had on. Mm-hmm. Um, Another and, listener request. Yeah, yeah. So and and we're very grateful that Ben came on, and it was. That was a, a well. His book is very deep and philosophical, mm-hmm. so that was a very deep and philosophical uh, episode. So uh, it, it's kind of nice because we comment on each other and share each other's stuff now on social media. We've mm-hmm. kind of gotten a, a really good relationship with that. But you know, that was the first one that it wasn't just here's what you need to do. It's philosophically. This is why you need to do it. These are all the things that are preventing you from doing it. These are all the things that that you have to stop letting stand in your way and take it to a whole nother level. Um, and it was, it was very well received. And that's one that just kept, that wasn't in our top 10 early on. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Just it just keeps growing, growing and, and growing. growing and growing. And a lot of people are enjoying that conversation. So, and we've, you know, it's, we've managed to keep having those conversations as we go. And we mm-hmm. hope to keep having more of these conversations. Um, it's not just, why you know why native plants are good just uh philosophically or um why you know let's go back to pre-colonization let's go back to how other other uh races view the land and and Mm -hmm. what we're doing to it so it's it's really kind of changed our perspective that was that may have been the one where we realized man we're we're hitting on something different yeah (laughs) you know like this is going in a direction that we didn't plan on but let's run mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. I kind of feel like that that may have started it. Yeah. And that, for those of you who haven't listened to that one, that's episode nine if yeah. you're interested in going back and listening. But yeah. one of my favorite things that Benjamin Vogt puts out there is that a pollinator garden is not a pollinator garden if it doesn't support the larval stages of that insect. Yeah. And um, you see it. So I think milkweed's a really great example because yeah. that's not really something that monarchs – well, they do forage on it, but it's not like they prefer that over other things. But it's the only thing their larval stage can, yeah. can host on. Yeah. And monarchs are the most popular uh, of a lot of probably probably the most popular insects right now. Yeah. But uh, you look at other butterflies and moths, and they all have those relationships. That's Doug Townley talked yeah. about. Um, a lot of our guests have talked about. They all have that little niche or that host plant that their larval stage needs. Yeah. And um, – yeah, you can have – there's plants like lavender, and, and we talked about in the, uh, another episode um, with the invasive species strike team, talked about butterfly bush. Yeah, it provides nectar, but it doesn't support. provide – it doesn't support the ecosystem. ecosystem. It doesn't pr- provide the ecological benefits that the entire life cycle needs mm-hmm. of a multitude of insects. And he doesn't just discuss the plants. It's what do yeah. dead leaves host? What mm-hmm. does dead yeah. wood host? You know, like the benefits of all these things that we clean up and, and remove that you really have to look at the ecosystem as a whole. Exactly. You yeah. know, and it was it was a very – for me, it was a very dense read. Like some books you read really quick. That mm-hmm. one was really – you know, sometimes it may have been five pages at a sitting because then I'd have to sit and contemplate for, mm-hmm. <laughs> for 20 minutes after reading five pages um, and, and really let it sink in. So it was – it was, it it was a very good book, and I think since then we the last buzz I said that would be my desert island book. You did, yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. writing a second book, which 
he announced on our I, th- I guess we broke the news yeah that, uh, and in I that think episode. it's coming out fairly soon I've, yeah I'm follow him on LinkedIn and all, all, all social medias and I'm pretty sure it's not too far away from from being released no and one thing I want to say I guess I guess we can say it a little birdie told me I was really disappointed with uh the the Doug Tallamy uh episode because we were we were discussing nature's best hope which isn't that old mm-hmm. and I didn't even think to ask her or we didn't think to ask you know when's the next book because it was 13 years in between books but like the very next morning after we recorded the podcast, <laughs> yeah. a little birdie told me it's like, oh, he's writing his his next book, and I was like, oh, it didn't even yeah. occur <laughs> yeah. to me. So, but maybe that gives us an opportunity to have uh, Doctor Tallamy oh, back yeah, on to, to talk again. So, um, number two, yeah, number two was episode number one. Mm-hmm. It was our intro episode, just when we kind of put out what we were planning on doing, and um, and that was when we I remember we recorded it. Yeah. And we had it ready to go off, I think, the next morning, or it might even been that afternoon. And Fran and I were like, well, where do you think this is going to go? And I forget how many listens you said. I think I've said I'd be happy with 25. Yeah, and I'm like, you think? And I'm like, all right, well, that's going to be mainly family and friends because we'll get – like coworkers and family and friends and i'm like 25 would be pretty good <laughs> like yeah, i remember going, yeah. that'd be great so and that's that's our our second yeah. and it's it's a short episode it's only 10 minutes or eight minutes i think mm. i don't think it's yeah, that it was, long it was... and it makes sense that it's so high on the list because if if you've never listened to the podcast it's a great place to start off uh and because tom and i just basically introduce ourselves and we talk a little bit about ourselves um and what we're hoping to accomplish um but it makes sense that it's up there. I have a feeling that one might always be in the top ten just mm-hmm. by default yeah. because it's kind of like a, a nice little primer. Yeah, but. it's really that introduction. So if if for some reason you're new to this and or you're new new to Native Plants Healthy Planet and you're listening to this episode, yeah. go back and listen to that first one because that'll really tell you what the rest of the, yeah. the series is about and more. It yeah. really our Fran mentioned in in the last uh, review was we were planning on just doing a lot of these nonprofits and then yeah. as some of these authors got uh got recommended we started to reach out to them and now we're looking at the well we started the whole buzz episodes just yeah. to, to fill in some other stuff and have a place to give our feedback on what's going on and yeah. then um and then now we're going to have the round tables where we're going to really address a topic which that's yeah. going to start it's it's crazy we've been talking about it for a while but it starts next month i so. I, I do want to mention and, and it's funny because you brought it up no buzz episodes are in the top 10 yeah. some yeah. are close they're not far but it's you know for us some of these episodes are so dense and and heavier in in topic this is our way to keep it light mm-hmm. and and to joke around a little bit more show a little bit this is who we are mm-hmm. on a yeah. daily basis like if you worked with us this is what you're getting yep uh, on a on a daily basis, but it, it gives us a way to to continue to to do podcasts on a weekly basis because mm-hmm. uh, prepping for some of these are a little. When, yeah. If you were to do four interviews in a month, that's a lot of prep. It's it's you know, a lot along of work. with work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. along with along with working, <laughs> you yep. know, to throw that in, it's a way to have some of these conversations more at length that we can't have during the episode. Yeah. Like we'll touch on something. And we can't really go in depth because we don't have the time. And now we can, mm. to, or it doesn't quite fit, or it's off topic. Now we can go off far off topic as we want. So you want to say number one? Wait, hold on, hold on. The the number one. 
the number one episode from this past year was episode number two, Meet Duke Farms. Wow. Which, Fran, you have a note here saying it's our only in-studio guest. But it's not. Which is not true. Uh, yeah, because Pineland's <laughs> nursery. My, my parents were in here, too, with us. That was So we had two in-studio <laughs> guests. Yes. That was actually one of the things we were most excited about was getting some of these groups to come to the nursery. Um, one, so we could kind of show them around, show them what we do, but also have that personal connection you can look in their eyes and have that conversation in person there's a different energy and and you can feel that in some of our conversations because we're doing it over the phone we're not doing it through like zoom or something like that so you can't see the other person that's why every once in a while you hear us uh, stumble over (laughs) over people we start talking because you you can't tell it's doing it over the phone it's so hard because you don't know if someone's taking a pause or if they're done talking Mm -hmm. um because we don't really know the the people and You know, I think that's sometimes why we – like some of the lead-in is so long because we want it to be personable, personable mm-hmm. that we try to share part of ourselves when we're asking a question like, hey, it's okay to go in-depth yeah. or or yeah. or let your guard down a little bit. I'll share something about me. You share something about yeah. you. So it's um, – and, and it's easier when that person's mm-hmm. sitting in front of but you. But, yeah, so Duke Farms, that was awesome. They were uh, – we had a couple people we were talking to about getting in, and they just happened to be the ones that were able to come in first. Yeah. And um, and Charles and, and Tom were great. They were – They, were they surpassed my expectations. Oh, my, um, mine as well. We I had, learned a ton about Duke Farms that I didn't know, and I'd, I'd been there. So. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's – not only is that one number one, it's way out in front. Yep. No one's no one's overtaking that. So it's easy to say it was episode number two, and that's why. But no, it just keeps outperforming. When you look at like every week what the top performing episodes were, that one's consistently listened to. Mm-hmm. So it just keeps outperforming. It's and it's a great organization. And it's a great place, and that's a, we we cover a lot of things in that episode too. Yeah, I learned a lot from. Oh that yeah, episode. yeah, and they're two folks that we want to have back on for our roundtable discussions. Yeah. So we actually I've been talking to Charles a little bit about having him come back on. So. And they're involved with so many other things. They come up in the invasive, invasive species, species strike, strike team, team and yeah. So which which just got released today. So yeah. that's already performing very well. Maybe yeah. that one will will be a surprise entry into the top yeah. 10. But we're we're anxious uh to have people back in once it's safe to do so. We're anxious to have people back in the studio because uh we both felt that gives gives a better dynamic and i think you really get that out of that episode and that was yeah, i do too for me was when i said hey man this is really gonna work <laughs> we did our yeah. intro and i was still we're still skeptical we didn't yeah. know how it was gonna go and that went really really well yeah. and went a lot longer than i was expecting yeah and it was um, you know originally the plan was to videotape these yeah, and to do yeah. video edits of the in studio which you kind of lose that tom and i and you don't see this but tom and i are actually sitting eight feet apart yeah. <laughs> at other ends yeah. of a, a long conference table just to keep our social distance in and mm-hmm. and uh you know even it's different when you're all sitting real close and you're having that energy and talking mm-hmm. and and I miss that, and I I do hope we get back to that. Maybe yeah. maybe yeah. in the next year, maybe maybe this time next year will be. It really it it changes the dynamic. Yes, and um, for the better in yeah. my mind. I agree. So, I agree. But so, they they were excellent guests, and uh, like I said, I hope we have them back on soon. But I do. Fran, Fran, what was your favorite? So episode? my, you know, I think my, and I I narrowed it down to two. I love them all because mm-hmm. there are all our babies yep. um, and I love them all for different reasons but I think the two I had the most fun with were the Xerces Society and the Nature Conservancy just because 
uh, Michelle de Blasio and Kelly Gill are people that I work closely with Mm -hmm. normally. And to get, you know, even though we work closely with these people, you get to see another side of them. Like you mentioned uh, in a different episode, like we had no idea Kelly went to school for art originally, you know, and it's, um, and Kelly's someone I've sat next to at dinners and things like that. And you just, we never got to have those conversations, but Mm -hmm. these are people I enjoy and we got to learn a little bit more about them and have a little bit of fun. Um, and I thought that showed in the episode. I think our, our listeners got something a little different out of that because Mm -hmm. we got to leave our guard down a little bit and have different conversations. Yeah. So yep. well, how about you? What were, do you have a favorite? Were you able to narrow? <laughs> when I first started looking at this, I was like, man, that Ducks Unlimited episode was really fun. Re- that was so now, much fun. Now, no but, one's heard it yet. Yeah. Tom and I turned into nine-year-olds <laughs> and asked a million. We wrote down, we were furiously writing more questions. We had more questions prepared for that than we've had in yeah. a long time. And we asked twice as many questions than what we prepared because we were furiously writing down we were like little i can't wait to listen to it myself because i have a feeling we sound like little kids yeah. like, Ooh, yeah. how about this yeah. what about what about this one but um but of the ones that we've already released it was uh probably the the southeastern grasslands wow episode. okay which is that a great was, episode i just yeah. enjoy hearing Dwayne speak i might maybe it's the accent that yeah. that yeah. really makes it sound more profound but I think he's incredibly intelligent, and the way he speaks uh, really resonates with with large groups. I agree. It's passionate and educated. It's not just hearsay. He knows what he's talking about, and he has a way of telling you that that's very gripping. Yeah, and it's he's a great speaker, and that was my first, um, you know, encounter with. Yeah, yeah, that was. uh, I I kept telling everyone in our office because i ran into him a few times yeah. a few different meetings that hey we gotta interact with this guy a little bit more yeah and um and that was the first uh, experience that we actually got to interact with yeah him, so. so and we're looking forward to as we start doing roundtable having a lot of these great personalities together mm-hmm. to, to to have these like I, i'm not even looking at at it at a standpoint to be a part of the conversation i just want to hear these conversations yeah. as a listener yeah. i want to hear these conversations yeah. and so. that's fran that's one of the things that i do a little too much during the podcast fran has to wave fran has to wave at me sometimes to get me back in mouth. so i'm just so in like in depth thinking yeah. about what the conversation's talking about yeah and and uh, that's why if you don't hear me ask a couple questions in a row, that's usually why. That's where I'm <laughs> waving I'm... and I'm like like writing down the number like, hey, you may want to ask this question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's – you know, and we did ask the Facebook group early on and the answers were all over the place. But the one common thread is I think the most common answers were the authors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, there, it seemed like everyone liked hearing the authors, and we actually have two more confirmed to come on yeah. shortly, which we're excited about. One was a listener request, um, so we're excited about that. And then uh, another new listener uh, just gave us a, a ton of new uh, yeah. author yeah. requests and authors that I didn't know mm-hmm. um, that once I read what their books were about, I was like, oh, like ecological historians or uh, more from a theological standpoint. It's – it's really interesting, and I'm um, I'm excited that hopefully we can go that way. We can get some mm-hmm. of these people on the, yeah. on the on the podcast. So, um, I've been really trying to stretch this segment out because I don't want to go to the next. Yeah. Segment. <laughs> well, <laughs> so. unfortunately for you, we have to go to the next segment. So. All right. So, for 
the winner of this or that, I'm 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 gonna let you announce the winner. Yeah, it was a shutout. We had a clean sweep. Uh, I won. Obviously, yeah. I'm the one who's wow. glowing right now. But, we uh, didn't have as many votes, but we're also recording this much earlier yeah, than normal. Before, like typically, we'll share the survey a couple times and give everyone the opportunity to vote. I don't think any amount of campaigning or sharing would have. Yeah, I don't think one. you were gonna you were gonna catch up. And you did mention before this one that it was this one we were considering a popularity contest. So <laughs> you're way yeah. way more popular yeah. than than I am. So, yeah. but that was my article was basically how there's. Uh, Kind of a, I want to say an expansion on what uh, Sam Drogi's doing with studying bees, and it's more of a nationwide effort to start cataloging hmm. some of these bees to see what we still have. Yeah, and I, um, or not even see so, what we still have, see what we have, so we can kind of <laughs> figure out what we're losing and where to put some of these these efforts. And it's out of uh, University of California Riverside, I think, is the head of that okay. effort, but they have folks from all across the country that are involved. Yeah, I you know, and and I went I think a little bit off topic, not off. To, it, it it runs with a theme that we touched on when we had Doctor Sal on, just mm-hmm. with predator and prey, and and actually every time we talk about deer, um, yeah. you know, we we discuss predator and prey, and what we discussed that with Doctor Tallamy, a, a lot of people um, mm-hmm. that invasive species strike team, you know that that comes up. So um, I'm trying to redeem myself yeah. <laughs> on this one. So. Um, we do have a new round of that, so we should. You, can get with this, or you, can get with that. you get to choose. I'll go first. You can, all right. Yeah. I I I've song. never gone. I've never gone last. Yeah. So I'm gonna put the pressure right. on that way because mine right. is gonna be so good. That. If I don't get any votes this week, I'm I'm gonna campaign to end <laughs> this segment <laughs> or this time. But um, uh, my article is actually published through a U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service on their their news segment. Okay. And this was something that was in the works for a little while, uh, but they were there was a petition to classify the monarch butterfly as an endangered species. Okay, um, which I was a little surprised to knowing how far in decline they were. I was surprised it wasn't already the case, but um, I guess I just assumed that they were. But yeah. I was interested to find out that they weren't, and there was a petition to to uh, make them an endangered species. Well, mm-hmm. uh, President Trump really wanted to have this resolved before the end of his his presidency or at least yeah. i don't know if he personally did but yeah. that was what came out they wanted to have this resolved by the end of his presidency and uh the press release title is u.s fish and wildlife service finds endangered species act listing for monarch butterfly warranted but precluded oh. which means that they have more work to do yeah. um they think that it's it's something that should be put on the endangered species list but they want to do some more research figure out if it is uh, should actually be on and and what steps to take to put it on there's uh, some listing requirements that are, are really high priority that they want to make sure that they have covered first and this whole topic is a little controversial especially with yeah. people that we work with and past guests so yeah, it's, which i didn't think when, i wouldn't have thought that I, either i know that the the endangered species act on its own can be a little controversial with some of the requirements i think yeah. I don't think there's anyone out there who says the Endangered Species Act is a bad thing. Yeah. But I know when it comes to, to wolves and grizzly bears, um, especially out west, uh, wolves in particular, well, they're, uh, the Endangered Species Act requires that they are, um, they they occupy like 99% of their original range and uh, there's places like like downtown Detroit. You can't. They're yeah. just never going to be. Yeah. You're never going to have wolves there living harmoniously it, with humans it, and, it, and their pets. Exactly. Exactly. Um, 
so but you have places like Yellowstone where they've more than recovered yeah and they're spilling out of the park and becoming a nuisance to agriculture basically mm-hmm. outside of the park um, but because they are uh, an endangered species um, there's issues with how that can be managed Um, Same thing with grizzly bears. They can't be managed like other game species or other wildlife species are because they're on that endangered species list. So while it's a good thing overall, it helped rebuild those numbers, uh, there's complaints that the thresholds to take them off that list are too high. And you actually have people campaigning, oh, well, they need to be on indefinitely. We need these species. They just need to be on there. But it limits the management techniques you can use to keep that relationship harmonious. help it recover, yeah. And uh, and that's kind of what the feedback we've we've seen from some of these people that we know that work exclusively with monarchs is well if they were put on the endangered species list my program goes away I yeah. can't help them anymore and it also would uh, would really hinder um, and probably um, make the monarch an enemy of agriculture yeah because anywhere that where there was milkweed you because that's what they need to survive. You couldn't farm it. Yeah. It was become almost off limits to to damage that that, that habitat. That yeah. habitat. So it would, from what I've heard from conversations who really like, I thought this okay, put them on the endangered species list. It's a good thing. Uh, from people I've had conversations with or just followed on social media about it, it maybe it's this is the right decision to kind of hold off until we can really figure out what we need to do here. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, that's a good article. Yeah, a good ar- yeah, and that, the article doesn't go into my personal opinions, yeah. and Brand's personal opinions that we discussed. No, in the it's other just ones. it's just what it is. But it's uh, it was just an interesting thing that came up that when I heard about it, I'm like, oh, I'm surprised they aren't on there. It's a good thing that they'd be put on there, but maybe it's they need to they need to figure out the right way. Yeah. is is what I'm getting yeah. at. That's a great. Will it win this time? There can be only one. <laughs> it it might. So my article is not a new article. But it is from this year, and I had not seen it before, and it was my first time coming across it, but I th- thought it was an important article, so I included it. So um, this was actually from the New York Times, um, and it's called How and Why to, you Nati- to Use Native Plants, and it was written by Margaret Roach, who has her own podcast. She's uh, a Way to Garden, which mm-hmm. is, a, is a very popular podcast. She's also a writer. What? This came out in May of this year. What I thought was interesting was this introduced native plants to such a large audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my – one of the things that I'm guilty of all the time, and, and Tom has to remind me, when we're writing questions, we write questions from a a jumping point or a starting point that we're comfortable with or, or that I'm comfortable with but not necessarily our listeners. Like I may overstep a few steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm bounding up the steps three at a time instead of hitting every step. So what I liked about this is for people that don't know, it hits every step. Mm-hmm. And, and she goes over so many things, um, uh, getting oriented the way a plant does, deciding what you want to accomplish, um, focus on welcoming insects rather than pretty flowers, where to make the room and where to plant um uh formal spaces uh can hold native plants too or containers can hold native plants too to think outside the box you know plant in layers the way nature does plant for a succession of blooms choose a diversity of 
types of flowers, colors mm. of flowers, sizes, which you can do that with people. People think or interpret native as weeds, and they forget the diversity of flowers and blooms and everything like that. So it's just, you know, you have to think about it differently, and it's okay to experiment, and here's resources where you can find it, and here are the basics and what to look for in a garden center. And I just really felt that from a beginning standpoint, she gives you a lot of the tools that you need after hearing a Douglas Tallamy talk mm-hmm. where to go from there. So um, yeah. – and it's it's a very lengthy article. It's actually – it's it's not a short article. It, it was no, a, it was a big expert. I, I remember when this came out and yeah. it was um, – I thought it was fantastic. Just same thing as we were talking about with – about Claudia West earlier is yeah. if it can get you in the door, like for a lot of people, that door is open because they've – They've been exposed to native plants in some way, whether it's through Doug Tallamy or they heard uh, Dr. Dwayne Estes or someone talking about native plants. And they say, oh, that's kind of cool. It can be difficult to take that next step. Yeah. Well, we've talked about it numerous times. Where do you get the plants? It's, it's overwhelming. It's, it, uh, it really is. And then and, it's if you're – especially if you're a novice gardener, even if you're an experienced gardener but you're tr- used to traditional horticulture, well, this is a lot different, especially if you're – gardening ecologically that's a big big difference that it's it's hard to take that first step if you don't know what to do it's where to get the plants am i buying the right type of plants Mm -hmm. what plants do i need there's there's a lot of questions and we hear them all the time and it's we're 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 covering the whys not the hows (laughs) a lot of the times and it's you know yes we sold you you're gonna plant native plants but now that's a big world that you have to navigate and you don't know where to start mm-hmm. and that's that's you know there really is no wrong answer to that but mm-hmm. this gives a lot of helpful tips i really feel that our listeners when they read this are all de- depending or or regardless of where you're at in your native plant philosophy you're going to find something in this article that maybe you didn't know so i'm totally pandering yeah. to <laughs> <Yeah>. our <laughs> but it's okay it's okay it's... I, i'm totally doing that so uh we will post both of these in the survey. You can only vote if you're a member of the Native Plants Healthy Planet Facebook group, which is rapidly growing uh, the size of that group. So make sure you head on over there and vote vote because. And of course, the choice is yours. All right. I, I, I keep pushing. Like if you if you were to look at the breakdown of this show, <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep lengthening each part out. But the next part is another part I don't want to get to. It's kind of like. Grover's the monster at the end of the book. You're doing all this stuff to like <laughs> yeah. prevent getting to the end of the yeah. book. I but I'm met, looking forward to it. Are you? Yeah. So we we did encourage Saul. Saul called back. That's that's basically where we're going. So we we do have questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. It's a simple question. Um, I didn't hear you. What was your question? Actually, it's our only question, and it just happened to be happened to be solved. Glad, please, yeah, he could keep this segment alive. You That's... know, for for everyone else out there, please call in so that we can play other questions. If I had other questions, maybe I'd overlook this one. But yeah. part of the reason I feel it's important to play this question is because there's so many wrong things in this, and he's going to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is like we... a survival, like. We need to address it just so, just so he doesn't yeah. do something stupid. Yeah, we don't want people making this mistake even outside of him. Yeah, and, and this is and and I will say and we'll go and I've made this mistake. 
I can personally relate to this one, and we'll go into that story after we play the question. So without without further ado. Hello, you pine nuts. Pine nuts nursery. I love it. It's, it's me, your, your friend Saul. I'm feeling pretty good, but the other day I busted my shoulder up bad on a hike. It was called a wilderness hike, and I was I was very hurtful from this. Anyway, John, Pam, oh, hi. Hi, guys. John and Pam, just like from The Office. Do you remember The Office? It was on TV, like Sergeant Bilko of, of McHale's Navy. Anyway, when we last spoke, we spoke on the topic of the invasion species. Uh, you remember Darwin? Chucky Darwin had a book, The Invasion of Species. Anyway, Pam, we had discussed at length the berberus I had planted, the Thunbergii, to attract the wildlife and the birds. And you, you kindly reminded me that an invasion species of the berberus would go crazy like hotcakes all over the woodlands. So, so we took it all out and, and we put it in a bag. So don't tell anybody about that. And you, I, anyway, we replaced it with the ilex, the, the winterberry. Uh, the islets, the winterberry, it's a native, and it's called a delicious holly, and I didn't know if you'd heard of it. It's, it's delicious because it drops all its leaves, and the deers and the antelopes, and, and the birds, they love it. They just go crazy with it. So I thought with a name like that, with the delicious, that maybe I could make a stew, or perhaps some type of a Yule wassail with the berries, and I could just eat them maybe, and I have them in a bowl, and I'm standing by now uh, for, for your advice. So thank you. And uh, uh, over and out. And my, my name is Saul. I'm, I'm gardening here in the Garden State, which is New Jersey. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. There, there are so many things wrong with that call. <laughs> just, yes, there are. I, I don't so, even know. I hope he wasn't waiting for us to call him back right away. No, I, I, I think he really thinks that when he's calling in, he's live. Like we're <laughs> we're like it's a radio. We're on terrestrial radio, not on demand. Yeah. So it's I who he called a week ago. So he's <laughs> even we could wait. be too late. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, let's let's start off with 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 some of the things wrong on this. So we are Pinelands Nursery. We're not Pine Nuts Nursery. But I do like that name. At I least did. even if it's just for us, we can be the Pine Nuts. That could have been the name of our Instead podcast. Instead of the Plant Men, we're the Pine Nuts. The, the Pine yeah. Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how – actually, he gave us both of those nicknames. Yeah. We're the, yeah. the Plants Men and the Pine Nuts. But I let, that can be – you know what? That can be our fan club. Yeah. I, yeah. Want, I want our avid listeners to call themselves the Pine Nuts. Yeah. I am – I am decreeing that yeah. today. So, uh, so, and all these years, all these years, I've been dealing with Saul for twenty plus years. He still doesn't know my name, and he still thinks I'm a woman. Well, that a lot of people think you're a woman. <laughs> so. <laughs> We've established that. I still get in in my email, you know, and I understand my my name is Fran, which is short for Francis with an I. That if you've never dealt with me and you're dealing with me via email, that the assumption is that I could be a woman because it's a much more popular name for, for women than men. Um, and there's a long, long story that I won't go into why – did I ever talk about on the, the thing why I go by Fran and not Frank or Francis? I don't know. I don't think Do you so. know the story? I, I, I don't remember. Do you want to know the story? 
We'll save it for another time. Okay. This is well, going to be the the longest short form podcast <laughs> in history. Because <laughs> it's it's a it's a long it's a long story, and you're going to learn more about me than you ever wanted to know about me. So anyway, we long story short, a lot of people think I'm a woman, but even after they talk to me on the phone, they still think I'm a woman. And I'll try to like lower my voice as I'm talking to them, <laughs> yeah. and and it doesn't work. <laughs> so and then I have to change like my email to say Mister Franchismar. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, let let's see. We're we're getting to the oh yeah. He, uh, we're just picking. There's so many things. Yeah, he's like called us Jim and Pam, uh, or no, Jim and Pam were in the office. He called us John and Pam. Yeah, but it was actually Jim and Pam. I guess John was the the actor's name. Yeah, John Krasinski. <laughs> so he's confusing that. Uh, he has Sergeant Bilko being on McHale's Navy. You're probably even too young for that. But I've heard of McHale's Navy. But. I t- McHale's Navy was the f- same format as Sergeant Bilko. Like it came out after the fact. So they were different shows. They weren't oh, – I just, I just said I hadn't hit my yeah. microphone since like episode yeah. three and I just did it. Um, Chucky Darwin. Yeah, and the the – Invasion of species, which is actually the origin of species, but it's a, it's a an easy mix up there. So, but but the, the my important. favorite was was this that he called Ilex Verticillata a delicious holly um, because when he, they dropped their leaves, <laughs> dropped them, which I'm sure he meant deciduous holly um, because it drops its leaves. Yes, uh, but and I, I don't know if the the leaves are delicious to the deer. Uh, but, or the uh, antelope? I, I don't know. <laughs> I doubt they're delicious to the antelope because we don't have any antelope here. In, I was going to say, State. I don't think there's any antelope yeah. in the Garden State. But to the, the crux of the whole thing, the berries are loved by birds and wildlife, but they are toxic to humans. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I know this was because your father at one point asked me if winterberry hollies could be eaten by humans, and I told him yes. And as he ate one— I looked up and saw, no, you can't. So it, you would have to eat a lot of them, I believe, for them to be toxic to human. Mm. But they're not they're not edible by human. And if you think about it, that makes sense because most things that are edible by humans you find commercially. Mm. Like you can go to a store. You can find blueberries, um, cranberries, cranberry juice. You know, we talked about elderberries, which mm. aren't com- – you can find them. You can find them now. They're they're getting pretty popular. Or beach plum. People make jams out of beach plum. Mm. Things like that. They're commercially found. You don't find winterberry commercially. Yep. So um, it's important to really do your research before consuming anything from the wild. I mean, come on. Didn't you didn't you watch the Hunger Games? <laughs> they, they you know, yeah. Peta almost ate something that that would have killed him. So so do your research. Don't just you really. I understand how tempting it is to do it, but you shouldn't eat anything that you don't actually mm-hmm. and know. And it's it's a, a topic that's really becoming quite popular. The yeah. People are interested in foraging for their own food, and not just, just plants but animals too. That's becoming just increasingly popular. People want to, especially after this year, be able to source their own food, whether it's through growing a garden or going out into the woods and, and finding mushrooms and berries and leaves and, yeah. and those kind of things. Um, and that's one of the reasons we decided to have. I think we've even plugged this before, but we're going to we have say a, who it was. Yeah, a, a forger coming on. Um, I still got to get the confirmation <laughs> for when. Yeah, but he said he would come on. So, uh, but and this is someone who's published many bo- award-winning books and mm-hmm. is internationally known. So we're, we're really excited because I know nothing about forging, and I know very very little. So, so I'm I'm excited to discuss this because some of our listeners 
are into foraging mm-hmm. and, and growing for sustainability, and this is a great way to use native yeah. plants. Yeah. We've discussed it with my article that lost yeah. about the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about the, the, the doctor who's been cataloging native plants mm-hmm. for, for, for eating. So just do your research, you know, and, and we'd hate to see anyone get excited but get hurt or sick because mm-hmm. they they were so excited that they tried something that they yeah. they were unaware of and some of these things that are edible to birds doesn't mean it's edible to us mm-hmm. so i'll throw that bowl of of berries out and you don't need to call anymore yeah and i'm, I'm wondering what a yule wassail is. <laughs> a wassail i actually had to look up what a wassail was it's, it's i know actually, the so the christmas song here they come a wassailing yeah so it's i thought it was the way you walked no it's it's like a, a i don't remember exactly but it is like a drink that can huh. be made with bourbon it doesn't have to be made with with bourbon but it's like almost like a eggnog almost like it's maybe he he already made the winterberry wassail and <laughs> that's why his call was so, <laughs> so screwed up this i hope he wasn't sitting there with it in his cup yeah. like holding it close like yeah. can i should i but yeah it's um you know and i told you after the last one when you said what's Saul gonna think the way i'm talking about him and i told you it wouldn't discourage him mm. and it, it this won't discourage i know yeah. This I can't wait go- for him to call back. It, there, there will be another call. I, I'm sure there will be. So uh, let's move on. Uh, do you want to do a pod deck? We'll, yeah, we'll do one. And then uh, you wanna pick- we've already gone way longer than I expected. So what, what's it matter What now? We kept to an hour the last time? We're well over an hour. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I'll let you pick. I don't, I'm okay. not going to. Right. You don't want me to throw my, them across yeah. the eight foot table at you <laughs> and hit the microphone? All right, let's see. All right, what do we got here? Random pick. Share a money saving tip. Can, I actually, can it be I plant have, ones? I have can a good be? plant one. Yeah, do, right. do a plant one. All right, go ahead. I don't and have one. You go first so I can have a moment to think about it. And this was our, our friends in North Creek actually just put something up about this the other day, too. Um, I don't know if it was a money saving tip, but about smaller size plants. Uh, a lot of people, especially your, your big commercial landscapers, they usually try and talk you into instant impact and a lot of people want that especially if they aren't familiar with gardening they want that instant impact and um but especially when it comes to to uh to herbaceous plants and grasses and and ferns those kind of things you don't need to go big it only takes a short amount of time to for that plant to to be mature yeah. Um, and, and there's some stuff like hibiscus takes a little bit longer, and uh, baptizia will take a couple years to reach that full maturity size. But echinacea, uh, black-eyed susans, uh, liatris, it's only the if, first year they'll reach nearly full size. The yeah. second year they're they are full size. Like if you plant it, if you're talking a year out, if you planted a plug in a court, to me it makes no difference yeah. that first year. If you planted a plug in April and planted a court in August, I, I. I assure you that most mm-hmm. of the nine times out of ten, they're going to be caught up by the time they go dormant. Yeah. And um, and even larger gallon size material, a lot of times, um, well, I know you can get a one gallon herbaceous native perennial, uh, probably anywhere from like twelve bucks to twenty five dollars. They're yeah. going to fall in that range. Twelve bucks would be on the really cheap end. Most of them are going to be in that fifteen to twenty range. Yeah. Well, you can get two inch plugs for less than five dollars when you when you can find them available and even courts you can find them for for 
Well, I've seen courts go up for as high as fifteen dollars too. So, but you'll you'll definitely save some money, and it's not something where okay, I'm going to put this in the ground; and it's going to be full size right away. You get it a little bit smaller, let it grow in, and it'll. And there's a reason, and you know, and I know part of it's com- they're not commercially available. Like mm-hmm. it's it's hard to just you know plugs aren't grown in individual pots, so it's yeah. not like yeah. you can just go somewhere and pick out one plug, but. There's a reason why all these restoration projects use smaller si- sizes. The, s- the science behind it is the smaller the plant, the quicker the transplant. So if you were to plant a 2-inch caliper, 10- to 12-foot tree, it takes longer for those roots to recover from being uh, harvested. Mm-hmm. They need more water. They need more care. And they kind of, like, go back a little bit before they, they go forward. So – a two-inch plug, smaller roots. They don't need as much water. They they're able to put more plants out effectively at a better cost, and it takes it's easier for them to get established than a larger tree. Mm-hmm. Like a one-gallon tree is going to establish quicker than a seven-gallon tree. Yeah. That's just the way it is. That's mm-hmm. the science of it. So you could plant more for less money and still have better success. Yeah, yeah. That's a great tip. Huh? And I don't want to discourage people from buying those larger sizes yeah. because you do get that instant impact. Yeah. I just don't want people to think, well, I'm going to be waiting years and years for them to equal out. It's really only like if you're planting a tube a year to a white or, oak. Or, or, yeah. yeah, you're not you're not going to enjoy it anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. So I get that. So mine is is on the same level. So a little tip. And I know we've talked about growing plants from seed collected locally. You want the correct ecotype. There are a few things that we grow here at the nursery that we don't do from seed. We do from cuttings because they establish very well. So if you're familiar with a live stake, a live stake is a branch or a cutting that gets used. And it's mainly for bioengineering purposes Mm -hmm. because you can stick it two feet in the ground and it will hold the soil. Yep. Um, You know, you can put them in certain patterns and it will help with slope erosion and things like that. So there are things you can do from cuttings that establish relatively quick. So instead, if you can't find a plant uh, in a garden center or locally, you could take a cutting of it if you have it nearby. I'm not saying to go and cut the plant down yeah. or destroy it. Make sure you have permission. Don't just mm-hmm. cut whatever you want. But things like willow establish very quickly from mm-hmm. a cutting. Redwood dogwood, uh, sweet pepper bush, and blueberry you can also do that way also. So you can literally take a cutting and put it in the ground and care for it when it's dormant. You you need to do it when it's dormant. After yep. the plant drops its leaves, if it's deciduous, not delicious, <laughs> you, you take a cutting. Uh, you can put it in the ground while it's dormant, and it should break dormancy and do mm-hmm. it. But you do need to remember that the things I just mentioned are all wetland plants and, like, wetland conditions. So there's a fair amount of moisture in the mm-hmm. ground, and that's what's helping them. There's a lot of times it's on stream banks or, or riparian buffers where they're getting that or floodplains they're mm-hmm. getting that yeah. that moisture you can't just put them in the dry and expect yeah. that they're going in, to live in fact the first thing i ever planted was a i was four years old i forget and um i saw my dad he'd always we had the nursery it was fledgling at that time but uh he was always planting stuff and i went and found an old pot a one gallon pot that was roll around somewhere on the nursery i filled it with a bunch of sand and okay. one of the high schoolers who was working here helped me do all this. Okay. i was like i said i was three four maybe wow. five um filled it with sand and i found a stick just a random stick on the ground <laughs> put it in the pot and we put it in a, a greenhouse and it actually started to grow wow and it was because it was a uh broken off a pussy willow branch which which establishes which, very well and it yeah. just happened to grow I, at least i think i they they told me that was the case i remember it growing but 
then again, I was a young kid, so they might have just lied to me and said, oh, no, this was the one you planted. Yeah, but you could do – I, but, you know, I'm not as well-versed on bioengineering. Yeah. Um, live live uh, or live stakes are not something that we do at Pinelander. We did at one point, mm-hmm. um, and we allow organizations to come in and cut around our pond for live stakes, U.S. Fish and Wildlife, the Nature Conservancy, mm-hmm. things like that. But um, there's different sizes. Like I think with willows, you can use like a one-inch caliper branch. It doesn't have to just be the small tip. Like you can use a larger branch, yeah. um, and it will establish. You know, if it's the right species, doesn't work for everything. Not everything is. So, if you do a little research on live stakes, it may help you better get some of these plants in your mm-hmm. own property. So, there's, there's my money saving tip. Wow, yeah. I'm digging these pod decks. Yeah, they're a nice little end of the show. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, we're it's only fifty, and we've already used three. So, eventually, we're going to start running that's out. A, that's still a lot of episodes. And I've been putting them through. in randomly, so I should probably go through oh, and take yeah, the yeah. ones that we do. So I think that's it. What do you... Yeah, we're all done. That wraps it up. Uh, thank you again for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed listening to The Buzz uh, with our brand new theme music, and yeah. it's our, our year-end wrap-up wrap edition of The Buzz. Yeah. So, with that, thank you for listening to Native Plants Healthy Planet presented by Pinelands Nursery. Thank you for giving us a great year, everyone. Uh, a big thank you to RJ Comer for our new Buzz theme music. It is... Uh, nightly suicide and again you can stream his music streamer by rg's music on itunes spotify or wherever you consume your music uh i know i've already been streaming his last album um one last kiss i know you've been as have i yeah so so i've I've been enjoying it uh you can follow us on twitter at pineland nursery facebook at pinelands nursery nj instagram at pinelands nursery and youtube at pinelands nursery uh, don't forget, we have, there's a lot of great content on the YouTube page, uh, Whiteboard Ecology, which we haven't really done any recently, but there's some great— We have some plans to do some over the winter now that we're going to yeah. have a little more time. But so. there's, you know, if, uh, straight species versus cultivars. There was what is a, a straight species plant, um, why local ecotype or local uh, provenance Bill is Young came on and did one successional on, on forest. successional forests. Uh, what's an invasive, which yeah. goes well. So it's— you know, again, they're just five-minute segments, but they're they're really great segments if you just mm-hmm. want a, a primer, kind of like yeah. our our meet Tom and Fran is. Mm-hmm. These are our primers to different ecological yeah, uh, issues. Exactly. So, make sure you check those out as long as well as if you if if you listen to podcasts on YouTube, we we they're not all on there, but a good portion of them mm-hmm. you can listen to them on on YouTube as well. So, uh, please, someone, anyone other than Saul call the question and and comment line you can call us at 215-346-6189 and i will say that one more time 215-346-6189 ask a question or leave a comment if you do it on a post in the native plants healthy planet facebook page we're not responding to it i don't mean to be (laughs) a, a dictator on this but we, we're trying to encourage the question and answer line, and we'd love to give you more feedback like this. We can answer it a lot more in depth this mm-hmm. way than we can exactly on a, on a Facebook post. So we get a lot of great questions that we'd love to answer. Please call. Um, if we pick your question or comment, we'll play it, and we'll answer it on a future episode of The Buzz. And please, again, thank you for joining the Native Plants Healthy Planet Facebook group. Uh, you can vote for your favorite article and popularity mm-hmm. contest. Uh, from the buzz on there, so uh, keep the great conversations going there. You can listen to Native Plants Healthy Planet directly at www.nativeplantshealthyplanet.com. You can also check us out on Apple Podcasts, uh, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you consume your podcasts. Yep. Um, you can even ask Alexa to play the Native Plants Healthy Planet podcast. Uh, and when you do that, just or not 
ask Alexa. But when you listen, make sure you leave us a, a five-star review. Those really help. Um, and what probably helps just the cause even more is just sharing this episode or your favorite episode with a friend and ask them to subscribe as yeah, well. Yeah, make sure s- subscribing is huge. That helps get our that, – that ranks our podcast higher on lists if you're looking through lists on Podbean or, or Spotify or, or Apple Apple Podcasts. The more people that subscribe, the higher we show up on that list. Mm-hmm. So that's important just to get the word out and get more people mm-hmm. to listen to this. That's the whole purpose of doing this. We're making that circle bigger. So, yeah. With that, thanks, everyone. I'm Tom. And I am Fran. Thank you again, everyone. Happy New Year. Uh, next year is going to be a great year for, for all of us. So uh, we'll see you again next year. Until then, keep it native. Thank you for listening to the Native Plants Healthy Planted Podcast, presented by Pinelands Nursery. Remember to like, share, follow, and comment.